Welcome to the Geek Centric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-free review for Disney's Pinocchio. I don't want to be a jerk. I want to be a real boy. Hey there, my name is Nate, and this is our spoiler-free review for Disney's Pinocchio. Special thanks, as always, to our friends at Disney Plus Canada for giving us the opportunity to watch this movie early for review. Uh, Before we get started, if you're joining us for the first time, we are Geekcentric, a podcast focusing on the world of movies, TV shows, games, toys, and collectibles, and all things Geekcentric. Joining me for this adventure to make Geppetto proud, we have my two favorite puppets, Megan Mahogany Clara... Hello. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) And Darcy, the Dank Oak Hudson. Okay. I'd be an interesting (laughs) puppet. I was was trying to figure out, like, what kind of woods would work for you guys. I think Start with a D. (laughs) Yeah. You could just say deciduous. A deciduous wood. Doesn't even have to be specific. I didn't even... (laughs) <laughs> okay, listen, you're not, you're too smart for me, dude. Okay, relax. I did go to school to, uh, you know, uh, identify trees and wildlife, so I hope I retain something from that. <laughs> I get it, man. You're, you're a real boy. You're a real boy. Um, <laughs> I think, I, like, literally, I was trying to come up with one for myself. I'm like, natural wood, Nate? Like, <laughs> I don't even know where to go from there. Um, so, obviously. Unpa- unpainted puppet. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Um, but before we get into this review, I, you know, I wanted to mention this is um, this is starting to feel like the year of Pinocchio. Weirdly enough, we've got three motion pictures being released uh, this year between this one, the upcoming Guillermo del Toro version for Netflix. And then there's also a Russian Hungarian project called Pinocchio, a true story. And then there's Holy also sure. a <laughs> right Holy with Polly Shore. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's super weird. And then there's also a video game coming out, which is a Souls-like game called Life of P, uh, Life of P or Life of Pi or I guess P because uh, it's Pinocchio. It's just it's crazy how like this industry works, where all these Pinocchio projects come out of the woodwork, uh, pun intended. You know, just <laughs> out of nowhere, where it just feels like like what? Why? Why? How did how did these all fall into the same year? Well, that's the thing. They all would have had to start filming them kind of around the same time because CGI yeah. takes a while. So <laughs> that's so know, strange. It's super weird. Um, but I wanted to ask, you know, going all the way back to the year 1940. We all remember the 1940s, right? We're all 100%. super. Yeah, that was such a good year for me. Uh, did, <laughs> did you guys ever watch the the original release of, uh, of Pinocchio, the original classic animated film? I absolutely did. And I can clearly remember it not being one of my favorites. Um, Oh, no. (laughs) I get very easily spooked. And as a child, that was a spooky Disney movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It was like, it felt very much like when I was watching, I'm like, did they mean for this to be for kids? Because it kind of is for kids. And then there's parts that just like really don't feel like it's for kids. It's your classic cautionary tale from that, you know, era where it's just like they're going to go extreme to really make those kids, you know, stay on the straight and narrow type thing. But (laughs) yeah, yeah, I mean, being a Disney Disney house, we all watched those growing up. I mean, you watch all the animated movies when you're watching Disney. But uh, I can agree with you, Megan, that we probably watched it maybe once or twice over the course of Mm -hmm. me and my brother's childhood. So, again, not our favorite either. And I think it's because it was a bit spooky. And yeah. And really weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't 
Don't even try to drink root beer and smash some cuckoo clocks, okay? Because you're going to become a donkey, and that's what's going to happen. Spoilers if you haven't seen the original (laughs) Pinocchio (laughs) since 1940. I know this is a spoiler-free review, but it's like we can – we'll probably be okay. Um, I I will say, yeah, like growing up watching it, I watched it in the the 90s um, by the time it came to VHS – and uh, I will say, yeah, brand new VHS player. Um, I will say I, the jokes never landed for me. Um, and yeah, it was so scary. I think, I think you know, growing up even further, there were there were better versions of the Pinocchio story brought to life, and even in live action. Um, and I'm gonna, I might bring up one of them uh, in a few moments. But first. Let me get to the synopsis for this version of the movie. Uh, Academy Award winner Robert Zemeckis directs this live action and CGI retelling. It's a very important word, which we'll obviously (laughs) talk about, uh, of the beloved tale of a wooden puppet who embarks on a thrilling adventure to become a real boy. Tom Hanks stars as Geppetto, the woodcarver who builds and treats Pinocchio, uh, who's played by Benjamin Evan Ainsworth, uh, as if he were his real son. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is Jiminy Cricket, who serves as Pinocchio's guide as well as his conscience. Uh, Academy, Academy Award nominee Cynthia Erivo is the Blue Fairy. Keegan-Michael Key is Honest John. Academy Award nominee Lorraine Bracco is Sophia the Seagull. Uh, and Jaquita Talley, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, is Sabina um, uh, who both uh, Lorraine Bracco and Jaquita Tele are uh, new characters. Uh, and Luke Evans uh, rounds out the cast as the coachman. Very creepy in this movie. Um, uh, it, this is a Disney Day Plus, sorry, a Disney Plus Day premiere. Uh, Pinocchio has already come out uh, as of you listening to this. Uh, it launched on September 8th. Um, we are a little bit late to this review. Apologies. Uh, we had a little bit of a mix-up, but it's totally fine because all of our noses are back to normal size now, so there's nothing to worry about. Uh, let's get to this movie. I want to know just right off the top, like, what, are you, what were your thoughts coming out of uh, this live-action Pinocchio retelling? Well, um, I mean, for most of these Disney live-action adaptations, I, I find they're either hit or miss for me. Yeah, uh, and unfortunately, this one landed on, more on the miss side uh, mm-hmm. in, in more ways than one. Uh, it, they didn't reinvent the wheel at all, and when they tried to, in some instances, it was just unnecessary and pointless. So I was a bit of a disappointed uh, coming out of this one. Uh, Pinocchio didn't make me proud. I don't know if Geppetto. Oh no, how Geppetto was. That's that's oh, all I'm saying. Shoot. <laughs> and it's so tricky too, because like. Obviously, we're talking about this movie that is clearly intended for kids, and we're all adults. And we say this all the time. But when there's so many other movies and versions of this story that have done it better, um, it's it's tough not to not to kind of be on the more critical side. I think, um, you know, going into it, I I enjoyed certain aspects about it. I thought Tom Hanks is incredibly endearing as Geppetto. Um, I. I thought, you know, like I never put it together in my brain as a child that like he lost his son. And I don't know, I guess, I don't know if that was more something they like leaned into with this one where it was only implied in the original. Whereas this one, it's like, no, they're really hammering at home. And there's that beautiful song he sings at the beginning. And I I was just like, you know what? Or he kind of like talks sings, but (laughs) it was, I, I really enjoyed that aspect of this story and I would have loved more of it. But I, again, I think kind of what you're going off of Darcy of like, this is a retelling. It's a safe version of, of just the regular, uh, you know, original classic story. And 
they didn't stray far enough away for that from for my liking uh, and I think there was an opportunity to do so I don't know yeah I I completely agree with both of you there was something about going into this film that the trailer really got me excited I I thought they were all gonna just be so scary that I wasn't gonna want to bother watching them but the trailer got me really excited for like the magical aspect of Pinocchio and it being this like you know they say it's a retelling but I thought like you said Nate they might do something a little different to like you know freshen up the story um but from my knowledge it's pretty much a like scene for scene retelling of the original Disney movie and I think that that story doesn't really tell well anymore it Mm. just didn't really make sense to me I felt like there were a lot of moments where they didn't explain enough of why these things happen like correct me if I'm wrong but do they say something about why his nose grows in the original movie I feel like they do. I mean, I th- I this think one, I don't think they said I, anything. They don't say it. I'm pretty sure I remember Jimmy saying, never tell a lie type thing. Like that whole. Yeah. There's like I a think it's just something. Yeah. I think in the original, they talk about like something to do with like the fairy mentioned that this might happen from the magic. But yeah, no, I, I hear I hear what you're saying. Like they they had the ability to expand upon the these ideas even further and they just they just don't i want to kind of talk about the cast for a quick moment if it's okay like um joseph gordon levitt was fine as jiminy cricket i thought he was you know kind of delightful the voice was uh, a little you took a little bit of getting used to but it's i mean it's a jiminy cricket um but i will say keegan michael key as honest john was a great addition i would have loved more of him as, yeah, as a big bad in, in this movie, right? <laughs> like he's barely in it, but for the moments that we get with him, uh, was was really great. Um, I don't think really we got anything of Lorraine Bracco. I'm wondering if she had a bigger part that was cut out, or I don't know. Like as the as the seagull, like oh, I just yeah. felt like I don't know, man. Like they they it just felt super weird. Um, Luke Evans, I think, as the coachman, did a great job of being horrifying because he's usually so charming looking right (laughs) um so yeah what did you guys think of of the cast and and kind of uh you know I think I think um Evan Ains what's his name again Evan Benjamin Benjamin. Evan Ainsworth yeah great job with the voice of uh of Pinocchio I I, you know I think that he did a very serviceable Pinocchio but I don't know what did did you guys think of the cast sorry (laughs) no I I agree with you on um the Pinocchio voice it was Pinocchio it was this naive puppet boy who knows literally nothing so that voice went along and played well with that character um Mm -hmm. yeah Joseph Gordon-Levitt's voice was a little strange for me but I was like you know what he's putting on a character he is sort of reinventing his own version of Jiminy Cricket and I can totally respect that Mm -hmm. um and like you said you know Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks He's the perfect person to play a role like Geppetto. Yeah. I think they did a disservice to Tom Hanks because yeah. it felt very overplayed. I feel I see Darcy's head is nodding so hard. One hundred percent. He just felt like an SNL impression to me the entire time he was oh, on screen. Wow. It was a bad SNL impression that just was going on for far too long. Sorry to cut oh, you wow. off there. I just no, was, like, I was okay. waiting for someone to talk about that because yeah. it was probably one of my least favorite parts of this movie was, oh, was wow. Tom Hanks, unfortunately. And I love the guy. Yeah. yeah, he he is the perfect person to play Geppetto, and I. I 
I just think it was like so over the top and I I wish that they had let him ground the story a little more. And and here's the deal. Again, they're following so strictly with this retelling that it, uh, that's where I think the disservice comes into play for Tom Hanks where it's like I I wanted more of Tom Hanks. Give us more of Geppetto. Yeah. Make the story maybe a little bit more about Geppetto and his relationship with this this uh, alternate of his son. And and I think that could have been a much better um, yielded storyline to the point where you know I, again obviously I don't know I guess this is spoiler spoiler free but like <laughs> at the end of the movie how much more impactful could that moment have been if we had more of Tom Hanks' Geppetto. I think it could have been absolutely fantastic. And I, it might have actually made me, you know, I love when a movie can make me cry and I wanted to. And I, <laughs> I thought, you know, like, had this have been the, you know, had they've changed some things around, moved some stuff around, this could have been that movie. But it just wasn't. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. just to add on um, right at the end, I really loved the way um, Cynthia Erivo played oh, yeah. the Blue Fairy. But again, I think it did a disservice to her as well, where she did try to modernize the the character a little bit, and she was beautiful and did such a stunning job. But yeah. it didn't fit with the rest of the movie in a good yeah. way for her. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I hundred percent agree. That was one of the standout moments from the opening of the movie was the blue fairy scene, and I really enjoyed it. And then it almost felt like that point onward, we just I was disappointed with the, with yeah. more and more stuff. It was unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she she I think the the song there is absolutely really well performed and I think that song in itself is kind of what I would have loved for the movie. It was it was the song, it was the original song, but it was done in such a wonderfully different, slightly tweaked way, modernized way and she just ah, she was she was beautiful was with amazing. that. I thought that was a fantastic moment. Yeah, and I just we keep thrown out the, around the word retelling and to me a retelling does reinvent things for the story so this movie was more just a telling of the tale we already <laughs> knew because nothing was changed in in like influential ways and it was just it yeah it left me wanting more and i mean maybe i am a bit more biased because i've heard years of uh, impressions of jiminy cricket going to disney as he always closes out the parks and stuff like that or opens up the fireworks shows so i found joyce gore let it's uh joyce and Joseph Gordon-Levitt's version of Jiminy, spot on and and loved it. I was in love with it as soon as he started speaking. And it was, so that part was great. Again, a lot of the cast was good, but Geppetto, who is like one of the only live action people in the movie, was the one where I felt like you are just acting with puppets. And it felt weird. It was, it felt like a Muppet show or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I kind of just, I, I don't know. I, I, I agree with you that, that they could have given him more, I think. I think that would have maybe made that work a little bit better for you. I also, you know, I think they they did add some uh, a few things, right? Like they they did add Sabina, uh, the song I Will Always Dance, um, which, again, I love that part of the movie. Like I thought, okay, cool. We're starting to go somewhere a little new. I don't remember this from the original. And there, there were, you know, that those moments sort of happened in the original, but this was, they never expanded upon it this much. Cool. Let's see him take this journey outside with this troop and then they just sort of drop it and it's yeah i don't understand I, I i get that it's it's out of i guess reverence of the original but it's like it if you want to watch the original it's still there it's on disney plus <laughs> right like the people can mm-hmm. watch it yeah yeah and like you said like they're 
if you're going to add stuff, have it added and and be impactful. Whereas just don't tease with it. Like either go full, full on or just don't do it and tell the original story. Like don't go fall in the middle here where you're like, oh, there is potential for more, but you're not going to get any of it. And it's just like, oh, that's so, ah. 100%. Like give those new characters legitimate purpose because it yeah. felt mm-hmm. like she didn't really play much of a purpose except for some sort of reassurance for Pinocchio but even then right. it was she very trust, fleeting right he could trust her because she was a puppet right and I think there was a, a <laughs> aspect to it that was kind of like but again that's a great idea could have been just awesome trickled mm-hmm. in there and then taken away so quickly and um, I think, you know, again, the as I mentioned earlier, the story has been adapted so many times. I think one of my guilty pleasure movies, um, I don't know how well it was critically received. Um, and Megan, I don't know if you could watch it because it might be a bit too scary for you. But Steven Spielberg's AI, Artificial Intelligence, starring Haley Joel Osment, is fantastic. I remember being so mesmerized. I was an 11-year-old kid when that movie came out. So mesmerized. I cried in it because I was, I was like... Oh my gosh! I was like, if that if I was that little robot boy that wanted to be a real boy, I would be really sad. And I remember like it was one of the first movies that I remember crying to. And I just I I, I just feel like there's there's so many ways that they could have just pushed this a little further out. Um, that could have just been so rewarding for both audiences, both young, old, and 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 people who've seen it and people who haven't. Um, that I just again, it, it that's what I think is really making it tough for me to, to recommend this movie. Absolutely. Um, one of the things, I don't know if you were thinking about bringing it up, but it was extremely evident that this was filmed to be seen in 3D. And that oh. was tough for me to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I get really like almost seasick sort of feeling when there's too much of it. And it was so obvious that it was meant to be seen in 3D that it threw me away from wanting to pay attention to the movie. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but um, it was very yeah. evident to me. I was going to talk about that because that was one of the things I did enjoy was the way that it, uh, it, <laughs> it didn't feel like it was supposed to be for 3D. If I got the feeling more they're trying to replicate that old style of shooting the cartoons with the multiple layers and like to get that parallax scrolling. It felt that's it. It felt oh, very okay. like cartoony to me in everything oh, okay. about it. The way that it was presented like felt like a very much like a cartoon. So I did enjoy the aesthetic of it. So I find it very interesting that you like again you went the opposite way and said it was not not your alley. And well, <laughs> I, that was one of the things I did enjoy. So and I will say kind of jumping on that as well, the animation is well done, I think. I think mm-hmm. the 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 CGI is a little a little rough I think that uh, unfortunately our, our our poor little uh, kitten cat um, oh, uh, what's his name? Figaro Figaro, Figaro unfortunately yeah. was just a little bit of a blob at times he was a little blobby mess but he was still very cute but I don't know well for those those CGI moments um, specifically the seagull for um, for Figaro even for mm-hmm. the puppets when they're meant to be puppets and not Pinocchio with magic. Mm-hmm. It was that sort of uncanny valley situation where it didn't look real and it didn't look cartoony. So it just was a little off and that's where it's really difficult that's where to it hit watch. You. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I will say though the the moments where it really hit home for me the cartoony aspects were the moments with Honest John and I think there's a sledgehammer totally. moment and things like that where I was just like that's a cartoon thing to do in this live action thing and and I I I enjoyed that but then that started getting me down the idea of like 
so why isn't this whole thing just CGI? Like, why not just do a full CGI updated version of the movie? And and it might have they, they might have been able to do a little bit more with that. And maybe it wouldn't have fallen into that place in that in that middle area that you're kind of referring to, Megan. Yeah. And just on the topic of Honest John, because this is something I wanted to mention, his hands creep me out so much. <laughs> like they were way too. He had human hands. Yeah. I understand he's a, an anthropomorphic box, but. Why does he have human hands, like full-on adult man hands wearing white yeah. gloves? It was I could not I could not focus on anything Uncanny else but his Valley. weird, his weird <laughs> Swedish chef-looking hands. It was not fun. Yeah. Um. Before we get to like our our overall thoughts, I kind of just want to ask the 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 major question that we're all dancing around here, like little puppets on strings. Uh, did this movie need to happen? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, not yeah, at all. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't think it did. I think, I, 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 and the problem is, I think I should know the formula by now for these live action remakes or retellings. Like, it's, 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 I just feel like Disney gave me a glimmer of creative hope when they released Maleficent. Like, Maleficent came out and I was like, awesome. I want more of that. Give me these stories that are, are different enough. And I think Mulan was another great example where maybe that movie wasn't, the best, but it still gave me enough different from the mm-hmm. original. And same with like Aladdin, right? We had enough with the genie, with Will Smith's The Genie, that makes me think to myself when I sit down and I feel like watching Aladdin again, I think, okay, do I want to watch this version of Aladdin or this version of Aladdin? Whereas things like The Lion King, I just felt, or, or, or this movie, really just made me feel like, well, honestly, I'm going to pick the one that that is the one I grew up with. And I know that sounds like I'm, you know, oh, I'm a 90s kid. So I'm always going to pick the <laughs> 90s cartoon, you know, and I'm sure there's a lot of kids out there that may, maybe their version of The Lion King was the live action version. And that's awesome for you. I just don't, I just don't know if, if, if that's really what's needed for families of today. It's like that they have to have these, these remakes with these updated visuals and updated casts. I don't know. Yeah, I think these like live action remakes of old movies are an interesting idea, but it's also like, can't you think of something new? Like, do we have right. to just keep watching the same thing over and over again? And sometimes it's successful, like you said, with Aladdin or in my personal opinion, I actually really liked Cinderella because mm-hmm. they did shift a little bit and it became more of that darker story rather than the Disney story. Yeah. Um, but like... Lion King, I was not impressed with. The Jungle Book, I was not impressed with. It was just like taking this Disney movie, trying to make it look real, and then still keeping like the songs in it. And it was like, why are you doing this? In in very quick defense of The Jungle Book, the only thing I will say, I cannot stay awake through the original Jungle Book movie. Whereas okay. at least the live action version, I was able to like follow it along and stay awake. So I'll give it that. I'm not going to say it's phenomenal, but I will give it. I will give it that. But for did sure. you That's love Christopher my... Walken singing "I Want to Be Like yes. You"? Absolutely. <laughs> you did. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, really that that's my favorite <laughs> yeah, live action adaptation so far. Was Jungle yeah. Book, yeah. and I think it's kind of funny because I also really like. I enjoyed Lion King. So mm. that's the great thing with these Disney movies is that they're not going to be for everyone. Right. Totally. And I think they kind of know that they're just telling these stories again so that kids who grow up within a a culture of CGI and everything looking almost real, they can pay attention to this as opposed to something that was drawn by the blood, sweat, and tears of a a team back in the 40s type thing. So I totally understand why they're doing it. Although 
I don't know why I keep going out expecting to be blown away by the, this <laughs> new story when they're not going to change the story much unless, you know, they actually have the balls to do so. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to our final uh, <laughs> rating here, which we're going to be rating on the scale of one to five real boys. Darcy, I'll get you to go first. Uh, like I said, the visuals I really enjoyed for the most part, except for some of the the, the characters. I, the scenery and the, the, the uh, locales they took us to were very vivid and felt very cartoonish. So I love that aspect. Music was great, too. It was some of the main characters acting and then that story with potential and then no payoff that really upset me with this movie. So uh, I'm going to be giving this one 2.5 out of 5 real boys. I was not the biggest fan of Pinocchio. I'm looking forward to seeing what Del Toro does with this story. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Megan, how about yourself? Well, I remember not loving the original so much. So I mm-hmm. guess I went in with high hopes for this one that it mm-hmm. would I don't know. I feel like I thought I would like this one better, but I I, I didn't realize it was going to be the exact same thing just in live action. Um, I agree with you, Darcy, the the visuals of the scenery and like all of those parts of the movie were really beautiful. And even like Geppetto's shop and sort of the depth field of different scenes was really stunning. I didn't love the like hands coming at my face 3D aspect of it. But um, yeah, I I think they just could have done more and there was a little too much left to be desired for me in this one. Um Weirdly, I'm only going to give it a three out of five uh, real boys. So I guess I'm being a tad nicer than Darcy. (laughs) But um, yeah, definitely not one of my favorites I've seen. Yeah, Darcy's going to turn into a little donkey at the end of this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Overall, yeah, this movie was very safe. Uh, It's a classic tale that I guess, you know what, it got um, a few, you know, Glenn Ballard, I think, added a lot to this movie for what he added with the music and Alan Silvestri as well with the updates to the the soundtrack and the little things that they were maybe, I guess, asked to add, allowed to add. I don't know what the what the talks were about that, but I think it benefits a little bit from being brought up to date for younger uh, and future audiences, but for anyone expecting anything more. Uh, than what you know from the original. Drop those expectations right now and go in expecting to watch the same story with all too brief moments of potential expansion on the original tale um, and and moments where you're kind of like, oh, I'm interested again. Oh, no, they're, they're not doing that anymore. Okay. Um, again, the cast, I think the cast was great. I think the cast was really, really a great choice. Tom Hanks, to me personally, I thought Tom Hanks was super charming, but we didn't get enough of it. And even the charm that we did get was not enough to really give me any reason to believe that this movie had to be really made, um, which sounds super harsh. But uh, <laughs> I, again, if you've never seen the original animated film, maybe you'll get something out of this one if you've never seen Pinocchio before. Um, but I feel like you have. I feel like so many people <laughs> who are looking at this movie probably have, and I guess maybe just kids haven't. Um, but with so many Pinocchio projects happening this year, I think it might be better to wait for one that's actually trying to do something different. And I think we are going to see that. Um, I'm not going to watch the Polly Shore version, but I think the Guillermo <laughs> del Toro version, uh, I think, is actually going to be, uh, I think, really fantastic. I hope I hope that's the case. I hope my nose doesn't grow after after saying that. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think, yeah, I think that will be a movie 
get ready, guys, for what I wrote here. That will be a movie that can really break from its strings. <laughs> I'm so smart. I'm such a smart reviewer. Uh, I'm going to give this three out of uh, out of five real boys. I think the, the animation, the cast, and the music brought me up from that 2.5. So I'm going to give it three out of five real boys. Well, that's it. We hope you enjoyed this spoiler-free review for Pinocchio. And if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And if you want to write in and you want to be a real boy, uh, you can write into the show uh, with your thoughts on this movie or any of the movies or shows we cover. Uh, Megan, can you let our listeners know how they can reach us? Yes, they can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. And if you don't want those strings to hold you down... Oh. You can find us on Twitter at GeekcentricYT or on Instagram at WeAreGeekcentric. I like that. That was that was not 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 <laughs> too it. shabby. Worth I it. like that. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, keep in mind we also have a ton of other great episodes covering the latest in movies, TV shows, and games, including our interview with Mater himself, Daniel Whitney, uh, aka Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, we had a lovely conversation about his time as Mater and his proudest moments sharing the you know the character with with his kids at Cars Land at Disney's California Adventure. So definitely go check out that interview. Uh, we also uh, actually have an interview with the two people I mentioned earlier, uh, Glenn Ballard and Alan Silvestri. Alan Silvestri, the composer for Disney's Pinocchio, uh, and the uh, Glenn Ballard who wrote a lot of the the you know the lyrics to the songs that uh, we were talking about that. I think did actually add quite a bit to this movie. Um, so Justin had the chance to sit down with them and uh, talk about their, their contributions to this film. And uh, it was a really lovely conversation. Um, so go check out that interview and on the kind of completely on the opposite uh, spectrum, I guess. I, I also had the chance to interview Zach Kreger, uh, writer and director of the horror film Barbarian, uh, which as you're listening to this now, it is in theaters. Uh, so you can definitely check it out in theaters. And I think that's the best way to probably watch it uh, is with a crowd. Um, but yeah, that that uh, I had a great conversation with him just about his experience. And it is spoiler free. Um, so you can definitely check that out before seeing the movie. Uh, and uh, that movie, oddly enough, eventually, uh, it's not going to be out right away, but it'll eventually be on Disney Plus as well, which is crazy to think that <laughs> You can just watch Pinocchio and then flip on over to uh, Barbarian. So uh, definitely go check out all those interviews on this podcast service as well as at YouTube uh, at youtube.com slash geekcentric. Also, if that's not enough for you, we recently got back from our first time as press at Fan Expo Canada, and we dropped our most recent This Week in Geek episode with our thoughts on the experience, as well as on our YouTube channel. You can check out interviews with various Canadian artists and brands who make some really cool geeky stuff that we love so definitely check those out we also have our spoiler free reviews for you know i am Groot, netflix's day shift the sandman from netflix skydance animations luck prey from hulu and disney plus if you happen to miss any of those uh, and of course with d23 happening this weekend uh, we're gonna have some coverage on what's announced there as well and we also have our weekly watch club uh where we break down our you know our theories every week on uh, on a new show that's that's out on disney plus or any any new show at least for this watch club we are focusing on on She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, uh, and our episode four is probably going to be out uh, either by the time you're listening to this or the next day. Um, so, you know, hopefully you've already seen the episode and then you can tune in to hear our thoughts. 
with so much going on, make sure you click all the things, you know, tap on all the things, like all the things, follow all the things, uh, and leave a five-star review if you don't mind. Megan, Darcy, thank you so much for joining me for today's classic journey of an episode. And as we say, love ya. Laters. Bye.